Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi, and welcome back to my podcast, and thanks again for tuning in. This week, I'll be talking about finding the right running shoe for you with my sidekick, Jamie Jacobs, and giving you top tips on how you can find a shoe that's going to meet your needs, your distance, um, you know, your injury history, and also your budget as well. So thanks to Jamal for your time. I know you're going to enjoy this podcast. We have a lot of fun doing it. We've also got a video version online on the vitalitycoach.com.au. Before I move on to that, I really want to thank each and every one of you that have fed back your comments, that have emailed me. Uh, it's just terrific to know that I'm on the right track and providing a point of difference in a cluttered market with health and fitness, that we can get you some inspiring and tangible tools to really look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. So I, you know, I can't wait to bring in more special guests as well as we're there to, to lead by example and to empower you to think differently about health, fitness and fresh air and fresh food. This week, I just wanted to remind you that we have a special on the Fitspiration quote cards that are going out. They have flown out the door. I'm so happy that you guys love them. They're a great gift or something just to have by your laptop or when you get up in the morning to flick through a new inspiration card. At the end of this podcast, I will be giving you my Fitspo quote of the week. And you can get my free wake up workout ebook on the vitalitycoach.com.au. So come on over and sign up for weekly top tips, tools, recipes, fitness, videos, and mindset. I hope you enjoy this podcast with Jamie and I, and I'll be in touch at the end to just recap some of those show notes and where you can find those special offers. Hi guys, and welcome back to 360 Fitness with Jamie and Nikki. Hi, Jamie. Hi. 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 Thanks for coming to, to my place this time. To uh, I know we've got a really busy day planned with filming today, but one of the first things we wanted to talk to you about... Um, was really finding the right running shoe mm. and sharing our own experiences. Uh, it's something I've written about and also recorded before, but I wanted to bring Jamie in because I used to wear ASICs and Jamie wears ASICs and now we're Newton and we've got like, so many people asking us, how did you choose the right shoe for you? So let's start with Jamie. What sort of runner are you? Like, do you get told that you land on your forefoot more or do you heel strike or just I think tell us I, about um, I think just from seeing video footage before, I actually had no idea as probably 99% of the population. And I think I run on my midfoot. So I actually land around that this sort of area and then go onto my forefoot. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, you know, that's actually pretty unusual because a lot of people have, you know, used to think they had to heel strike. So yeah. they sort of taught themselves to do that. And I think I, I also used to, to land on my midfoot. I never was a heel strike runner. But once I started to uh, use Newton shoes, which pushed me more onto my forefoot, I changed the style of my running completely. Wow, okay. So now I can't, it's really hard to go back. Yeah. So, um, but what a shoe that might be right for me might not be right for Jamie. Mm-hmm. So we want to share with you, um, you know, personal choices and five tips that you can get the right information on finding the shoe for you. Um, and number one is understanding the elements of the shoe and that all shoes are not created equal. So you can see, do you have any of your... More built-up shoes, James? I do. I'm just going to go and get those. Um, you know, for example, this you'll see here has a higher um, amount 
of support in the heel uh, versus what a race shoe is that Jamie has got from ASICS, which is a lower profile shoe, a fairly flat shoe with the same kind of amount of sole mostly all the way through, um, which is generally lightweight, used for racing, mm. not used for long distance training unless you're used to it, yeah. and offers little kind of structural support. Mm. So you're really relying on your body's anatomical muscles and tendons and everything else to run. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And then you've got your more built-up shoe, like you might have heard of your Keanos, um, your Nike Pegasus, and that sort of thing, which offer more structure on the heel, which runs through the midsole, and probably still quite a built-up um, you know, right through to the toe as well. So you've got quite a structured shoe. Um, the problem with a lot of shoes is they force you to strike on your heel, which is great for when you're walking, but actually when you're running, your anatomical um, requirements are that you strike on your forefoot first or a bit higher over, over your body or over your foot. And I'll put a video extra this and on the end of my show notes on the podcast to show you what that actually looks like, the little stick figure thing. So... The first thing you need to think about is where are you? Where are you at your, when you're running? Don't you think? Mm. If you're just starting out, or yeah, if you've been running for a little while, or if you're that elite elite level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in an elite level and you've tried different shoes and you've been running for a long time and you want to go and you know you've seen someone in the running club or maybe mm. your friend that's been running on something, something different, you want to try it out. I think you know try something and see what makes it work for you. But understand that you need to build up slowly. So if you're going from a high-profile shoe to a low-profile shoe, like a Newton, a Newton have just bought out this energy shoe, which is a transition shoe from a high-profile shoe to a low-profile shoe, mm-hmm. um, make sure that you go slowly, right? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you'll be in, end up with um, really tight Achilles, which will end up um, with plantar fasciitis or a strained tendon, something like that. Exactly. So you can really easily injure yourself by not listening to instructions on, on barefoot running or low-profile shoes. So first of all, know what style of runner you are. Are you new to running? Are you just getting back into running? Or are you already regularly running and you want to change your shoe? Those are three things you need to be able to tell the person that you'll be looking at buying your shoes from. Mm. The second thing, Jane, is what about injury history? Do you think that's important? Yeah, I definitely do. I think um, when you go into the shop, um, try and go into the shop and um get someone that's quite experienced to fit you rather than just buy online and sort of hope for the best um and then definitely tell them that you you're prone you've had a maybe you've had a broken ankle in the past or you're prone to injury and um you get tight calves and they then can push you towards a a running flat or maybe a shoe with more um, midsole support exactly and you know even if you might be a few kilos overweight while you're getting into running don't let that deter you because there are shoes which can provide great structure and support mm. and you don't need to run like a bat out of hell to get anywhere so it's just like one foot in front of the other and get started so you know do tell them if you've got injuries what about working out how much distance you're going to do a week yeah i think definitely if you're a um a big if you're just getting back into it or you're just starting out for the first time with running just do it um do um almost circuit training, so do 100 metres of running and then 100 metres of walking. And just keep doing that maybe and build up to two kilometres the first time. Next time you can do three kilometres. Next time you do four kilometres to the point where you're running maybe two kilometres at a time and then you're walking 500 metres and then running another two kilometres. So take it slowly, incremental, just so you don't strain the muscles. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you're running three or four times a week, 
don't forget that your shoes will wear out. And normally I replace my shoes. I mean, I rotate my shoes. I've got about 10 pairs of running shoes. Um, so I rotate and I wear a different pair of running shoes depending on what color my outfit is. Yeah. Um, but they're the same shoe. However, if you're wearing the same running shoe all the time, yeah. you're generally looking at a six-month uh, changeover if you're, if you're averaging on, you know, sort of 20K. Um, or how many miles would that be? Yeah, I think even you'd be looking at almost um, two months to three months yeah. swapping your shoes over. Exactly. If you're running any more than maybe 20 k's a week, uh, definitely. And how can you t- tell when you need to replace your shoes? You'll know, you'll know when the sole of the shoe has really been worn down, and you'll also know when the heel of the shoe has been worn down. And, and neither Jamie and I have an example of that right now because we've actually all, you know, rotated <laughs> our shoes quite well. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's really, really important that you don't just keep wearing the same old shoe. Uh, having two pairs of shoes and rotating it can prolong the life of your shoes as well mm-hmm. and also prevent injury um, and that sort of thing. So make sure you know how many Ks or miles a week you're going to run. Tell your expert shoe person in the store, for mm-hmm. example, um, and don't just buy online if you don't have any experience. Like go in and get the right type of advice first as well. Um, and let's talk about um, the, the great shoe-off. and you know and how not to get intimidated by people that are particularly passionate about the shoe they run in like you have to have it oh my god they're amazing (laughs) you're like oh but it's not right for you and then you end up being really miserable yeah oh I just like the colour yeah (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's really dangerous so the other thing is knowing what type of running you're going to do so are you going to run the road are you going to run the trail or are you going to do a bit of both so you know Jamie and I both love running the Mm. Niche National Park yes Yep. So there's a bit of road, a bit of off-trail, a bit of dirt, a bit of sand. A bit of everything, yeah. A bit of everything. Yep. What shoe do you wear for that run? I am probably a little bit naughty. Um, I still wear the Hyperspeed, and when I do start to get tight um, Achilles and I'm prone to um, plantar fasciitis as well, I'll swap to my DS trainer, and that just gives me a little bit more mid-support, a little bit more com- um, comfort and support around the heel area as well, especially if we're doing the, the hilly sort of tracks in the National Park. Um, but I am a little bit naughty in that I, I do stick to the hyperspeed a little bit too much, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you're used to a lightweight too. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. 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 And what about longer distance? Do you feel that you still wear the hyperspeed or race shoe for longer distance? You went for a two-hour run the other day. What shoe did you wear? <laughs> for the first time. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. I actually wore the DS Racer um, for that, and that was because it does actually provide a little bit more mid-support, um, I find, for, for my, um, my feet. And it's a little bit more, um, I'm able to make it a little bit tighter and um, more um, a tight, I suppose, around yeah. my foot, just so if I am rolling or anything like that, I'm not getting as affected as if I was in a hyperspeed, which tends to fit a little bit wider on my feet. So, so that's the other thing, and I think it's a great segue. The mm. shoe that you buy should fit the foot. It's not just the length. It's also if you've got a narrow foot or a wide mm. foot. I mean, I don't know about you, Jane, but I have really narrow feet. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And you don't want it too tight, but generally speaking, for running in a shoe, you need a gap where your toe is and before the end of the shoe because your foot will always move forward. Mm. So never buy a shoe where your toe is completely on the edge of the thing. You should have yeah. maybe a thumb. A thumb is always a good guide. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even if you don't wear thick socks, you need that ability. But your foot shouldn't move from side to side in the shoe. Mm. That's really important. Yeah, and especially when you're sweating as well, your foot will actually get bigger, um, especially if you're doing those long two-hour runs. And that's really important as well, just make sure you have a little bit more room um, coming forward. 
And, um, you know, the other thing, I've got this fascination with great running socks. Like, yeah. when I find a running sock that fits perfectly, then I'll buy 10 of them. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> because it's really personal, and I don't like ones that show. I just like the really super thin ones yeah. and that just fit like a glove, and they don't cause any chafing. They're not too thick. They've got different tension. I mean, you can buy a great running sock for $5. You don't mm. need to spend 15 to $20. you just got to find one that fits you really well and doesn't slide down when you're running mm. um, and doesn't cut yeah. off your circulation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sounds like a bra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bra too. Um, and don't lace your shoes too tight. So mm. one of the things I wanted to show you as well is where to lace your shoe when you're running because everybody's got a different um, whether, whether or not to use a second eyelet up here. Now, a friend of ours, Emma, she does a double knot on her shoe, which she passes this lace through here and then brings it underneath to create, to create more structure. I haven't so she, seen that before. Yeah, wow. so she's been taught to do that. And I've actually started running with this, and it kind of brings a little bit more support around mm. the top of your forefoot and around your ankle. So just to do that again, you've got two eyelets on your laces part of your shoe area. You can go to the back eyelet with the same lace on the same side, thread it through, pull it, and loop it through itself. Um, I'm not very dainty with that. But then we have a same mm. way to... To lace your shoe up so it's you know it's personal yeah because yeah. I've never used to do that like you know you'll see on most of my shoes I'm only using the front mm. eyelet there mm. as well what about you and I'm exactly the same using the front eyelet is there a reason um, or you just didn't think about it I think that the the shoelaces are just short so once yeah. once they get to do a double knot otherwise they tend to come out um I don't have any room to go into the second eyelet yeah so um just on the sock Sock um, subject again. I was speaking to a friend. I was getting really bad blisters, and apparently my socks were too thin, and I have to wear thicker oh. socks. So I might have to go up half a size in my running shoes, just so I can wear the thick socks. Wow, I'm mm. be interested to see how that goes. Yeah, I always find running in thick socks really uncomfortable, I'm and yeah. actually give me blisters underneath my feet. Yeah, so underneath the and also in foot. between my um, toes yeah. as well. Yeah. So, okay. Well, there we go. Stay, stay tuned for the sock diaries. <laughs> we'll be getting back to you about that because. I think one of the most important things is a running shoe or anything you do for fitness and exercise, it has to be comfortable. Mm. Um, and, you know, that that's the most important thing. And if you're going to go to a low-profile shoe, you have to take the time to do it. So let's recap our five top yep. shoe things. Mm -hmm. Jane, what was your sure. first one? I would definitely be walking into a shop and um, find someone that knows what they're talking about, perhaps even someone that looks quite fit and runs themselves. And just let them know all your history, um, injury history, how long you plan to be running for, um, and just um, how experienced a runner you are as well. Exactly. And number two, try a whole lot of different shoes on mm. and spend some time in them in the store. Walk around in them, jog in them, because it's quite different looking at the shoe and lacing it up as it is to actually jogging on the spot mm. and feeling the momentum. Yep. So try lots of different shoes on so you get the feeling. Yep. Um, the second thing is remember the fit. Well, the third thing is it should you should have like a thumb gap between your big toe and the end of the shoe, generally speaking. Mm. Um, and then, you know, finding good socks to go with it, it's all part of fit as well. Yeah. And the fifth thing would be, um, you know, take your time to work your way into your new shoe. Yeah. yeah. So if you've never used that style of shoe before, or even if it's a new shoe in the same style, don't forget that it will be probably more built up than your old one, or less built up if you've gone to low profile. Mm. Yeah, and make sure it looks good too. Yeah, so you want to wear it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We like shoes that look good. They just, you know, it makes you want to get out of the door, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really yeah. motivating. Yeah, I think brighter the better. Yeah. 
Exactly. Well, that's as you can see with your new family. I'm sure some of the guys listening to this are going, you know, we just want black shoes and where are all these colours <laughs> coming from, you know? But I definitely think that pink makes you go faster. I do, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want more information, um, you can head to azix.com.au or mm-hmm. azix.com, mm-hmm. um, newton.com.au or newton.com, vitalitycoach.com.au will have show notes. Uh, the top tips from Jamie and I on choosing your right running shoe. Uh, we'll actually be showing you some running technique videos as well. We'll be doing some running on running on your forefoot, running midfoot, and heel strike to show you the difference. Um, and we just want to wish you a really happy running mm. and to enjoy what really is a fantastic sport for any level and any age. Yeah, yeah, gives you all those um, the nice feelings and the positive, um, yeah, yeah, and the endorphins. And if you are coming back and you used to run a lot and you're coming back from injury or illness, just hop out the door and get some fresh air. It doesn't matter if it's five minutes a day. Um, don't worry about what your past personal best were, or you know what, you know, move on, create a new section in your life, a new fitness journey, a new training journey, because mm. it's your own body and your own mantra. Yeah. So, um, and thanks, Jamie. Excellent. Thank you, Nikki, for having me on. Yeah. <laughs> and until next time. I hope you enjoyed that very frank, open and basic discussion with Jamie and I about finding the right running shoe for you. I like to call it the running shoe diaries. So, uh, you know, information is always on my show notes at vitalitycoach.com.au. Don't forget you can sign up for free news information and monthly um, delivery of my blog to your inbox for VipFit, which is a complete exclusive membership with lots of special deals and offers. So I hope to see you there. One of the things I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast in the intro was that I'm going to be running a challenge for charity this year. I really felt like making a conscious choice to create uh, environments, opportunities, and show how we can give back more easily, not necessarily about you know donating heaps of money, but perhaps providing your time and ways that you can raise awareness for causes and things which resonate with you and are important to you. So I'll be setting up a conscious living section on my blog, which should be live or at least in its infant stages while the time you're listening to this podcast. One of the things I also mentioned is announcing my challenge for 2014. So Jamie and I have been challenging each other on setting an amazing goal for this year and doing something that's completely out of our comfort zone. I don't know what can beat the Weber Challenge, to be honest. 350 kilometers over five days with a kayak, a bike, and some running shoes was definitely a big enough challenge. However, Jamie has challenged me to do the Sunshine Coast 703 Ironman series in September this year. So if you think I should pick up that challenge, then leave a comment on my show notes, do the challenge. So if you think I can't do the challenge, leave me a show note as well. But if you think that this challenge is a worthy challenge to 70.3 Ironman series in September, that is my 2014 challenge for charity. I'll be supporting the RSPCA. If you think that's a great idea, drop me a line in the show notes. I'm going to need all the support I can get, and I'll let Jamie know which of my listeners think this is an ideal challenge. So until then, guys, I can't wait to tune in with you next week when we're bringing you more top tips on how to look and feel your personal best and create the life you want in a seamless way without turning things upside down. I hope I've inspired you. We've given you some practical guidelines, and I can't wait to connect with you till next week. So stay healthy, happy, and don't forget to send me your milestones and your feedback. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, 
hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.